All right, guys, one, two, three, here we go. Can I get a little motivation, a little energy? I want you to be excited with me. This is Juan Santos over to Counselor's Journey, and we are going to dive into another episode all about teaching you, mental health professionals, how to A, start, B, grow, C, scale a six-figure counseling private practice without, without feeling overwhelmed. Let's do it. Let's dive into the episode. Do you remember... So let's see, I am, I'm 35 and I remember this trend when I was in high school. So this would have been like, let's see, in the 2000 range, like 2002 to 2006, somewhere around there. And it was like the low ankle socks. Now we didn't have a lot of money. So let me share with you how I did the low ankle socks. Now these, these are low ankle socks where you couldn't see them, right? That was a cool way. So if you wear like some sneakers and get shorts, can't see the sock. And some of you, some of you listening, you may be laughing and going, I know where you're about to go with this. I would, I would have my sock and, and it was because partly because my, you know, this is one of those moments a counselor is going to blame parents. I told my parents, I said, Hey, I need, I need the low socks, right? I want to be cool. It didn't work. Um, so I would, I would get my sock. And I would put on my long sock and I would put it all the way up. And then I would I would roll it all the way down and fold it just perfectly where it would fit. And then I would put my shoes on. And then I would go to school and be like, yeah, I got my low ankle sock. So that that was that was a trend. I remember this other trend. Now this trend was where um baggier clothes started to come in. And I think this would have been when I was around like that middle school phase. Um, It was baggier clothes. It was rock bands. Um, So that's where I would start rocking my my baggy cargo shorts. And I had, I think I said this in the other episode, but I didn't mention all the detail to it. I had my Slim Shady. Do y'all remember the Slim Shady clothing line? I had some of those. Matter of fact, I had that G-Unit tank top, the Life Eater. (laughs) Y'all were like, oh my goodness, did he really? I did. And hey, your boy Juan, I, I think I think I was rocking it all right. Right? My confidence was up. My swag was up. Well, at least that's what I thought. You know, maybe everybody around me was like, what is he doing? But I thought, I, I felt right. I felt right. So I, I bring up trends because it's 2024. Right now I'm recording this episode. And there's, there's trends in mental health, right? There's trends happening in our space of um, private practice, building a counseling business. And I thought to myself, I said, Juan, this is me talking to myself. I said, let's do a podcast episode on, on these trends that we're seeing, right? Like what are the trends that are taking place in private practice right now? And I thought it'd be neat to start the episode with my, my few stories there. And, and you know trend, trends are everywhere, right? You, you see them, you see them in music, you see them in all of these areas, and I, I think it's pretty fascinating how influential they can be. So when it comes to private practice, there's there's trends, and I think it's important for us to be aware of them because um, the change process, which is actually a course I took during my doctorate, and it was literally called the change process, and it focused on. Um, being able to acknowledge that businesses and organizations are consistently growing and changing. And if we can't keep up with it, right, we may get, we may, we kind of may get left behind. 
Um, and, and part of that, it's not like a, it's, it's not always, it doesn't always have to be a negative, right? There could be like a beauty to it where, you know, you're upgrading your practice. You are maybe upgrading your, you know, theories that you're utilizing because there's always new research, right? Typically there's new research coming in. So there should be some kind of upgrade. Um, so, so I invite you, I invite you to be open to the conversation of new trends. It doesn't have to mean that you take every single one on. And let's start with one of my favorite ones. A new trend I'm seeing is the balance in lifestyle, the focus on uh, inclusion, diversity, equity, the focus on people taking care of themselves. And, and it's really nice to see that, especially in the mental health field. I'm noticing a lot of more clinicians, colleagues of mine, are taking summers off. I'm like, go you. Go you. Take that whole summer off. You worked, you worked hard during the year. I see individuals that I, that I um, colleagues, colleagues, um, taking off Fridays, taking off, you know, more weekends. I, I ran into one um, colleague that I hadn't seen in a good while, and we were just catching up, and then he was telling me about his practice and how way back in the day he was working Saturdays and even some Sundays, and then he's like, you know, not no more. Now I'm working, you know, just during the week, and then I got that time off. So I, th- I think that's a trend, and it's it's a it's a wonderful trend that we're starting to see more that there's clinicians that are prioritizing uh, equity, prioritizing inclusion, prioritizing diversity, prioritizing um, work and life balance. The other trend that you probably knew I was going to go to this one is it seems like right after COVID, like bam, right in your face, remote, right, remote counseling. And I get it, right? We're isolated. People are like, come on, I want, oh, I need some support. Ajúdame. Ajúdame in Spanish means help me. Oof. I mean, my kids, my kids were not a fan of COVID. They were not a fan of, um, although, there's a little tangent here. My son the other day, a little rascal. So he, he stayed home about a week or two ago because he had a stomach ache, throwing up everywhere. It was ugh, not fun. If you're a parent, you know it. You know, late nights, you don't get no sleep. They're cranky. And you're waking up, more to throw up. You're cleaning it. Doesn't smell good. I'm gagging. My wife's like, what are you doing? <laughs> so she's cracking up because the smell of it makes me gag. And then she thinks that's uh, humorous. But hey, that's all right. And he realizes that he can stay home if he's sick, right? So... A few few days after that, he heals up, and then we're we're down, we're downstairs, and we're getting ready for school in the morning. And he goes, "I can't go. I got the COVID." And I said, "It don't work that way." And he's like, "Yeah, I, can, I just can't go. I can't go." And I, I'll tell you something. He was he was so serious. He was looking me right in the eye. I bought an eyeball. I looked at him. He looked at me. He didn't blink. He said, "I got the COVID." I looked at him and I said, "Son, it doesn't work that way." He, he stayed looking at me, strong gaze. I said, that's my son. But look, right now, you're not winning this battle. So then my help jumped in. That's my wife. And then she jumped in. She gave him the look. He backed down. I said, mm, teamwork. But I, I thought that was so humorous. So with, with COVID, right, came this, came this trend. And the, um, the trend is of remote and I'll tell you, just about every counselor in my area when it went to work remote. But what I notice is that, and I think this impacts uh, business when you're when you're going into it, 
is that there's a, a shift in the way of entry, right? So before COVID, you wanted to go into private practice. Maybe you would find somebody else with a private practice, like a, a group. You may rent a small office space, right? You got to pay some overhead to get some furniture. Typically, you got to go out of pocket to get the ball rolling. Um, but now with remote, right, you have so many of these directories um, on all these websites, which seem to be doing a wonderful job. And it's a smoother point of entry. And let me change the word. Instead of smoother point of entry, it's a different point of entry into the field. So I noticed that there's a lot, especially here in my state, North Carolina, and maybe in your state, it's a little bit different, which I'd love to hear, that clinicians are graduating and then right, they're just jumping right into the private practice world. Whereas if we go back, you know, even to like 2014 range around there, um, when I got started, it was... You finish school and then you probably go get your hands wet, right? Your feet wet, whichever the saying is. And you work in clinical settings, hospital, community agency, and so forth. Or if you did go private practice, you would go into brick and mortar, right? You got to shell out a couple of dollars there. COVID, it really pushed that trend. And along with all of these new directories started coming out, all of these new websites where they can do your billing for you, they can support with marketing, all these like, you know, one stop shops. So that's something to be aware of. I do think that impacts business greatly um, because, again, you know, if you have these two competing business owners and one is going to open up a location, they're going to maybe take out a loan to pay the huge amount of rent and all the furniture and blah, 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 all these things got to pay for. And the other one, you know, jumps into that trend, goes with one of these online directories. The overhead is very different. So I think that impacts the point of entry. Another trend that I'm seeing in this one is this one's pretty neat. I get excited when I see more and more of it. And it's it goes into like this digital mental health space, right? Platforms. So it could be clinicians. And, and I'm, I'm big into this um, selling different items. Uh, so, for instance, for myself, I um, have courses that I offer. So I offer courses that go into teaching counselors such as yourself how to engage in um, conducting and navigating immigration evaluations. I have courses that go into building a private practice so that if you, you know, you you don't want to go through months and months and years of Google and trying to figure out on your own, right? You you take that you take that process. Uh, And really, you know, what's interesting about this trend now that there's more and more clinicians doing it, it's not really a new thing. So so I'll use myself as an example, right? I created that course, Navigating um, Immigration Evaluations, based on my expertise, you know, an area that I've spent years and years in and uh, competence. I got my doctorate degree and, and my dissertation was in that same area. I really wanted to ensure that I knew what I was talking about. So I built a course. And clinicians take the course, and then when they come out, they feel competent that they can provide that service. So the service adds additional revenue and um, additional service, additional expertise to their business. Now, that in itself, right, that's the same thing in some ways that the education system does. You and I, we selected to go to a certain college to learn a bunch of stuff to then come out and have skills so that we can build our revenue and ensure that we are competent. <laughs> you see what I'm getting? It's a very similar process. It's just micro. So instead of a macro giant university, you know, it's a micro smaller course, more condensed. Uh, you know, you're not paying, you know, university, you may be paying 20 grand a year, you know, for the course, you're paying a whole, a whole lot less than that. 
Um, I'm noticing with this trend that there's so many more books coming out, like all types of journal. I feel like I see a new journal every day. Gratitude journal, journal for days that you wake up with a uh, headache on the left side, journal for days that your knee hurts, but not both, just one journal for days. And <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm right. There's some humor in there. You caught the humor. But in, but in all seriousness, I think I think it's neat. I do. Because I'm like, y'all are creative. There's so many of you that are creative and you're sitting on gold. Gold meaning not necessarily money, right? Not necessarily cash money. Cash money. Where is that from? You know, that, that reminds me of a tangent here. Little Wayne, right? Cash money. But I feel like there's a whole lyric here I'm forgetting. All right, let's go back. Gold, my friends, in the aspect of, you know, these journals, they help people, right? They help individuals. I have a journal next to me um, and, and I like it. You know, it's got prompts. I don't have to think. I go and I knock it out. So that's a trend that I'm seeing. I'm seeing more creation from clinicians. Here's another trend that I'm seeing. It goes into the clinical realm and I'm seeing a lot more specialized services, Right, like, like right now, 2024, EMDR, right? EMDR is popping off. If, if you have like all the services, let's imagine we go into like this uh, this room and we're going to say we go into a, a bar and you've got CBT over there. You got uh, DBT, right? You got rapid eye movement. You got EMDR. You got Gottman method. And it goes on and on and on. Right now, EMDR has got like this glitter outfit shining. And it's interesting, you know, we have so many individuals that I'll meet and run into and they're, they're clients looking for that. They're like, you know, do you specialize in EMDR? Are you trained in EMDR? So what I'm noticing in, in 2024, there's a trend, not necessarily for, let's just say just EMDR, but there's a, tr- a trend that I'm seeing for specialized counseling services. I think the public is becoming aware um, that when they're seeking support, that is an avenue that they can engage in. And I think what was taking place, you know, years back, we, we, even even 10 years back, is that when people would reach, reach out to seek a service, they were very open to how broad that service was. So somebody may call you and say, you know, I'd, I'd like to get help on my marriage. And you're a licensed clinician. You say, I can do that. And maybe somebody else will call 10 minutes later. You know, my child's struggling with anxiety. Well, you know, you, you can do that because... You know, your license allows you to work in all of those areas. Now, you can take it upon yourself to build uh, an increased level of expertise in all those individual levels, but you don't have to. So then here, the emphasis I'm bringing up is think about that. You know, I, I think I think it's worth your time to look at, okay, is this a trend that I can engage in? All right. It's interesting, right? So many, so many trends here, and and they come in, they go out. I, I think again, I think it's neat. I think it's just something for us to to be aware of and to look at. Okay, how can I shift my practice? And that takes us to the next one. You know, shifting your practice. There's a trend that I'm seeing where some counseling uh, offices, businesses are offering more than just the typical services. Um, typical services could be like psychotherapy. I am noticing now that there's a trend where there's additional services that extend beyond the talk therapy, such as uh, walk and talk, outdoor therapy, maybe a sensory room or a playroom, um, maybe um, 
a yoga, you know, um, space. And and I think it's neat, right? Because now it kind of highlights like something bigger, right? It highlights where there's a, a different level of support and not necessarily saying that the old one didn't work or it was wrong, but, but more of you have a client, they come in and let's say it's a couple and they're wanting to work on the relationship. And then upstairs, you have a massage therapist that can provide uh, an additional service to them. Um, and maybe they have a child and their child is on the spectrum. And, you know, a couple of doors down, you have a room that's focused on sensory work. Um, and perhaps they have a other child who is uh, anxious and loves the outdoors and your property sits on a couple of acres so then most of the work that you do with that child is outdoor in nature you see what i'm getting at right and and that's like that's that that's that trend i'm seeing that's that thinking i'm seeing that individuals are going into this, this space of clinical work and building a business and they're not narrowing themselves just to let's close the door and work on one-on-one talk therapy here. Once again, not high, not saying that's not effective, not saying that's not good. You know, I think that's extremely effective. More highlighting a trend. And then when we look at trends, it's important to think about what does that do? How, excuse me, how does that impact that community? You know, my, my belief is that communities are able to see a trend and more than likely they compare trends meaning they they go well i noticed that this practice over there has um talk therapy and they offer a specialized care and they have yoga included in there i wonder if that's better right and i think it's only natural for us to think in that way you know i want you to think about it you know you drive up to a mechanic and you see you see the mechanic and and you get there and it's a, a mechanic shop um and one has a different presentation at the entrance, right? They, they have like, like an app that makes you go through a whole thing. And you get to see a video of your, your car. You can see how they work on it and all these things. It, 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 it creates an impact. And we got to think about that from the client perspective as that impacts the business. All right. Let me go through my list. Let me make sure I went through the Because there's, there's so many, so many trends. Oh, I was about to finish, but no. No. Earlier, I talked about that there's, uh, after COVID, right, there's, there's been a lot more remote work. Another trend is there's this, like, different space of hiring. And I, and I think it, I think it's influenced by what happened with COVID. You know, I think before, there's counselors out there like any other worker. And they were looking for maybe places to work. Whereas now, you know, if you're a clinician and you want to work, you can, you know, you can go and get on psychology today and that's it, right? Outside of getting an NPI and a couple of other things, tax ID, a bank account, that's it. You know, you got like five or six tiny steps to overcome. And then you're looking at, you know, your overhead, your overhead really can be less than a hundred to, I would say less than two to $300. So with that in mind, you know, you're kind of thinking about, all right, it's the trend is that it's a tough space to hire. Um, I'm also going to throw something else in there on why it's a tough space to hire. I think we're in a gig economy. I was reading an article on this my wife has sent to me. And, you know, you can go from, you know, an Uber driver all the way to, you know, tutoring for somebody uh, to uh, dog watching 
And it just goes on and on and on. All these side gigs you can get. And if you add them up, they could be lucrative. I think the article I read, it was neat. It was where this one individual would house it. That's one job. While pet sitting, two jobs. While working on a remote, and I think it was like marketing or something like that job. Um, so let's see. House sit, pet sit, and remote. Three different jobs they would do. All within one space. Right. So, so even if you average out and say, let's just say this person is making 15 bucks for each one, that, you know, they're at $45 for those three. And once again, just something to think about. What do you think? This, you know, this is actually an episode. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to nudge you like the book, right? I want to hear from you. I ask all the time and I'm still going to ask because I believe in a counselor's journey. I think that this really helps individuals and the feedback that I receive from listeners who have touched base with me is that they have received support from the podcast. So I'm going to ask for a combo. Hop on wherever you're listening right now as the episode finishes off. Go to the review. Leave me a five-star review and tell me what trends you are seeing. All right. I'm sending love to you. As you head out today, guys, I want you to give yourself a big old hug, a big old high five, because listen, you're doing it. You're taking time out of your day to build your six-figure private practice. You are tapping into ambition. You're tapping into curiosity, and you're doing it here together. We're holding hands. We're walking on this journey, a private practice journey. Before you head off, do me a kindness. Leave me a review. Let me know what you think about this episode. Let me know which episode really stuck out to you. Which one made you go, yes, I need to start doing a little bit more of that. Or yes, I am doing that and I'm proud of myself for doing that. I am seeing amazing changes. Thanks again for listening and I look forward to growing together on our journey.